hey, so we've actually changed the podcast format and have rebranded entirely since we made these first few episodes. If you're interested in our new format, those start at episode seven. We've decided to leave the old ones up because they're a pretty great snapshot into who we are as people and what led us to decide to start trying to be psychic in the first place. Required context for these episodes is that they were meant to be complementary to videos on an animation channel that we ran. Those videos are still up on YouTube if you're interested in watching them, but it's not needed to enjoy the episode. But by all means, please do watch them. We did pour our heart and souls into them and they're pretty funny. With that being said, please enjoy our humble podcast beginnings. Also, quick note before we start this episode, I, Crystal, speak about a book. Please don't read that book. <laughs> I had not finished the book when I was talking about it, and honestly, the beginning of it is very good, and there are some gems in the book. Capital but, the end of the book has a lot of very toxic spiritual bypassing, spiritual narcissism, don't go to the doctor type shit, and that is not what I'm about. So please just, like, disregard that, <laughs> unless you are already very well grounded in your own spiritual practice and want to and have the ability to sift out the gems from the shit. <laughs> If you can't do that, then skip the book. Hello, I'm Crystal Joy. I'm David Raz. And this is On the Chair with Crystal. And David. This is a podcast where we talk about all the inspiration and true stories behind the YouTube videos that we make. If you haven't seen those videos, that's okay. You can enjoy the podcast anyway. However, if you want more context, go and check them out. They're a good watch. Yeah. They uh, really took a lot of my life away from me. So please maybe watch them. Also, but if you don't know who the fuck we are, please stay. Like, please. It's a good time. We're really fun. Look, a cat. Today, we are talking about the behind-the-scenes stories of Are You a Toxic Person? This is actually a video that we made a little while ago, but we we're backlogging episodes uh, for ones that we think have particularly interesting backstories for when we go live with the podcast. So there should be one or two other episodes for you to enjoy as we watch this one. Uh, the toxic video, the toxic person video, was basically a, like, what was the structure of that one? It was like a quiz. If you could yeah. do, what would a toxic, what's the toxic thing to do here? What would a toxic person do here? Yeah. And the thing is to ask yourself, like, what would I do? You know, and if... And if I'm not mistaken, it was a collective of a bunch of toxic experiences that we've had? Yeah. So all of the little questions are, like, scenarios that were based on experiences and stories that mm. happened to us and of course the premise was like i asked the question via the scenario and one could either answer with what they would do or what they think the toxic thing to do is right uh and then we could be like well your inclination is toxic so congrats on that one or i'd be like this is what one toxic person would do and a person who said basically that would have been like oh fuck self-reflection oh, time self-reflection that's <laughs> i do that i do that but that's not a haha -ha, that's an oh no that's a oh no <laughs> uh and the stories we will try to move through relatively quickly because there's five of them each one of them had like a takeaway that i wanted to focus on which right. we kind of talked about in the video but there was more to it hence <laughs> the podcast so the very very first scenario was Something hyper-specific that was based on a friend of ours. Well, mostly David's friend. Yeah. I know the person and we're friendly, but it's David's friend. What do we want to call him? Brian. Brian? Okay. Brian uh, is David's 
uh, friend. Yeah. And the scenario is basically, for those who did not watch the video or need a refresher because it's been a minute, mm -hmm. you or player is with an SO and player also has a friend of preferred gender that they're attracted to. And friend, they, li they like the friend. Like player has crush on friend, even though they're with an SO. Friend, as far as they know, does not like S uh, the main player. But they're starting to drop hints like, Mm, I might like you. Oh, I think friend likes main player, right? Mm -hmm. And basically the main player ignores any signs. Like, is like, no, it's fine. We're just friends. Like, stop freaking out. Even though they know that they have feelings for the person. Mm -hmm. And they have a very strong suspicion that the person has feelings for them. But they're to, to the SO, it's like, don't even worry about it. Basically, yeah. the friend thinks there's something. Friend kisses a main player. SO sees it. Freaks out. What do you do? It's based off of our friend, Bri oh, David's friend, Brian. Our friend, I don't know. Will mm. Brian be upset? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Well, Brian, Brian won't care. Brian won't care? Okay. No. Uh, it's it's primarily David's friend, Brian. Uh, and there was a story when I was writing this out. The scenario reminded me of something that David told me about that Brian dealt with. Brian went to jury duty at one point. Right. And at jury duty, granted, Brian had been with a significant other. We're going to call, call her Kara. Kara. It's a cool name. Kara. Okay. So Brian has been with Kara for a while, goes to jury duty, and meets Selena. And Selena was their jury duty buddy. And mm -hmm. they become friends. Mm -hmm. And Selena starts to like Brian. Brian's like, don't worry about it. Even though Brian kind of liked them too. It's like, mm -hmm. it's he even said it though to yeah. you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, I think Selena's really cute. Like, but I kinda like not her, a problem. But, not a problem. But I'm within a, I'm in a relationship with Kara. So. So that's fine. Kara doesn't like it. Uh, Kara's like, Hey, not, not okay. And Brian's like, don't Oh, did Kara actually speak up at some point? I think they began to fight about it. Oh, uh, well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean right, yeah. Well, I, I tried to warn Brian, Hey, maybe not the best maybe idea. Maybe don't do that. Maybe Kara's not going to like that. And Brian was like, I, not even like that. Like, Kara doesn't care. Kara doesn't care. I. Kara did care. I'm not like that. I'm not going to do anything. And then David was like, I'm pretty sure Selena likes you. And he was like, what? I don't know. What? Like, whatever. What? And, and then. I don't remember the happening, but I do. I don't think. Did they? Something happened. Something happened where there was a confessional of some kind where it was very, very clear that selena does in fact like brian it's kind of undeniable and then brian to david was like what do i do no not even what do i do just oh fuck i think i like selena like a lot a lot um and david was like, was like what, what? No, way. no you not like i've been saying that for like months not but okay you. not you putting your, yourself into a bad situation no no way uh and that that's the story that how it ended up, uh, I think Brian was like, oh, that's probably not good. I should stick with Kara. And so they're still together. Him and Kara worked it yeah. out. I don't know what happened to Selena, but whatever. I don't know. I never met Selena. Selena. I don't think I've even met Kara. I don't think you have. I it's have. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they fought about it and then they made it work, but... Toxic behavior. Put yourself in that bad situation. Why are you doing that? Yeah. And so the takeaway, not the takeaway, but like the answer, like what's the toxic thing to do here? We put, I put gaslighting. Uh, gaslighting was the toxic thing and the toxic trait. So the answer was basically like, you didn't see anything. What do you even mean? Like, even though player knowingly did these things, they're like, right. you're just making things up because you're insecure. Well, yeah. they kissed you. It's like, 
they kissed me and you didn't blah 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 like i didn't do anything like and david took it really far it's like you saw nothing you saw this nothing. was a fever dream <laughs> like um but gaslighting people do be doing that though interestingly enough uh gaslighting is prevalent but it's even worse when you gaslight yourself <laughs> yeah um Everybody always talks about, oh, gaslighting from a partner, which is also very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is kind of what happened in that case. Oh, pff, nothing's going to happen. Don't worry about it. Um, but he was, but yeah. he was gaslighting himself. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. He's, he, that was a situation of him gaslighting himself. Like, uh-huh. that's an undesirable thing that bad people do. And I'm not a bad people. So, of course, I'm not doing that until it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Oops. Okay. I was doing that all along. He's like, he's just looking. You turn, there's a mirror there. You're like... That's me. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. I wrote, um, being self-aware isn't the end-all be-all, like the Bo Burnham thing. Mm. I mentioned this exact same thing in another podcast, I believe, but you can be self-aware and be no- like know that you have a tendency to do that, but if you're not acting on it to fix it, that's not helpful. So right. self-awareness, though, is the key here. So if you're gaslighting yourself, mm. you are convincing yourself that this negative unwanted feeling is not the reality within you. Right. And he puts you in a position where you're like, I'm not doing that. So I'm going to do that. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not like that. So I'm going to do this thing, but it's not like that, but it is like that. And you just don't want to admit it to yourself. So you need that first step of self-awareness of like, mm, I like X, Y, Z or behave in X, Y, Z way mm. because of X, Y, Z problem. Mm. Maybe I should work on that. And then right. the next thing is, making steps but i do think being self-aware is a bit more important than it's not an excuse it's not like i'm self-aware like bo burnham was saying it's like people use self-awareness as an excuse to be shit yeah uh i'm just like that (laughs) no uh, No. self-awareness is so important because if you can't see a problem then you can't solve a problem yeah but you can't see a problem and be like that problem's fine (laughs) that problem's me Oh my God, me. Yeah, no, that's not why self-awareness is important. Yeah, no. uh, But gaslighting, I think a lot of, like you were saying, a Mm. lot of people focus on being gaslit from other people, which is a problem. But Mm. not enough people (laughs) admit to themselves the reality of things sometimes. Uh, I have a really bad, I mean, it's not a habit, I've learned, but... I have an ability to read people really well. Mm-hmm. Um, call it what you want, whether it's intuition or empath or uh, trauma <laughs> from having to read people growing up. <laughs> or trauma. <laughs> trauma. Whatever. Uh, all the same, I can read people really, really, really well um, to the point that they really don't like it. And what is obvious to me, it, I mm-hmm. explain it like, People are holding up a big red sign that says, I feel this way. This is my situation. And they've said truly nothing, but it's like the equivalent of just like wearing a shirt that says, I'm sad today. <laughs> or, right. You know, it's like, or even something more obvious. It's less, I'm sad, more like, this is my very hyper specific situation. Uh, and I just know it. I don't really know how else to describe it. It's like that. I and have this issue. I have this specific issue. And often, hmm. you know, as a person who, was conditioned to worry about others above myself as a child i would make the mistake of asking like hey what's going on is this the case and people who very much gaslight themselves about the reality of their situation got very mad what do you mean that's what? very how pres- could you I'm even sure say that? Of you. you're so judgmental and i'm like whoa <laughs> i was just making sure you're okay i'm sorry <laughs> i was just asking kit if I'm it's not asking, true why does thou protest mad? 
<laughs> While, yeah, why dost thou, me think so death protesteth too much? Little too much. Uh, but that, that does happen a lot. And because I've seen that in so many people, in so many walks of life, I just, I think it's a predominant issue that not enough people talk about that you gaslight yourself a lot. Not yeah. you, you. Not you, you. you of course, you, you're not like that. You, them. You, them. <laughs> of you course, us? you, we are never like that ever. We're perfect. <laughs> she said with deep sarcasm. And uh, also proving her point. Yeah, basically. Um, the next question, I mean, was did you have anything else to say about gaslighting before we move on? I think it was no. just that... It's a new perspective. Are you gaslighting yourself in any way? Uh, and it kind of goes into what I mentioned in other podcasts again, which is just an important theme. Shadow work. It's like this mm. undesirable thing. That's like, that's yeah. a, that's a trait that is nasty and undesirable and I've deemed it as such. So it could never be in me. Um, I think it's important that the player themselves was the one that had to come up with mm-hmm. the gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yes to show that you can gaslight someone else, but also it's to show the player kind of gaslighting themselves mm-hmm. into what they think. If you're playing it honestly, you could be gaslighting yourselves right there to thinking what is not toxic versus what is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to have that reflected yeah. in the game. Yeah. Uh, just identifying that like, this is a trait that is undesirable and I'm not that and being it's the important step of being like, oh, I can have undesirable traits sometimes. And are they really a bad thing if I am aware of them and can then counterbalance them? Because I don't think there's any specifically like evil thing. You know what I mean? It's just like, it actually what makes something bad is the inability to look at it in the face and say, oh, this is a problem. That's when bad stuff really starts to happen. Wanted to drive that home. The second story, if I'm not mistaken, oh yeah, it was your best friend moves away right. and they make a new friends. They're only talking about that friend and they don't really call you as much, but when they do call, they only talk about the new friend Right. and friend, 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 friend. And this was a story that was specifically from you. Yes. Yes. This was my personal story. Right. It wasn't exactly the same. Oh, what was the answer there? The answer to the best friend. Oh, man- oh manipulation manipulation so the story of that is like what do you do to the friend like how do you get your friend back so what was the actual or maybe not the actual story but no yeah what was the actual story of what happened then a yeah. shortened version a shortened version uh i had two friends actually mm. i nobody moved away ah okay uh i had two friends uh more so present uh we're gonna call them one friend one the friend I kind of knew, but wasn't besties with, but just like, we're cool. We're going to name her Petunia. Petunia. And then there was the friend that I didn't know was Petunia's friend, but like we did meet and clicked, like became best friends very, very quickly. Um, Denise. Denise. Uh, I do. I did know a Denise a few years ago. This is not about. No, you. not the same person. <laughs> this is a fictional. Her name was not Denise. So Petunia and Denise. And I was actually the friend that was uh, stealing away the best friend. Oh. I know. So Petunia and Denise were best friends. Were you the manipulator? No. Ah. I was. I was the. I was the one who prompted the manipulator to to move. Ah. Okay. Okay. I was stealing. Petunia's best friend. 
So Goddamn. Petunia and Denise were best friends since like babies. Yes. They grew up in the same neighborhood. I didn't know that. Yeah. They, they were like five or something. They were friends for like a long time. Okay. And then I came into the scene and Denise, mm, <laughs> not the most healthy person in and of herself. Right. Uh, very much made it a very big point that I was her new best friend. Mm-hmm. Now, for what reason? I don't fucking know. But looking back at it, I'm like... Maybe mm, they were just an expressive person. Yeah, I could see Denise was just a very expressive person. Very, like, all or nothing about something. And Well, I'm sure Petunia did not like that. No, Petunia fucking hated that. But um, you didn't know this. No, I was just like, ooh, new friends. Because I had a lot of friend issues in high school. Because I was not popular i was very frequently called very bad names and had maybe two friends lost those ones found another one finally you know like and I, this I, was that journey and this was that journey like found another one in denise and then i was already kind of frenzies ish like cool enough with petunia and we got i was like oh i'll also be closer to petunia so cool yeah. no <laughs> no no that's wait that's not what happened no <laughs> Oh, things were I, I don't i want to make it, it's going to sound like this all happened all at once but this was over the course of mm, a few years like I see. sophomore in high school when that started and then i was going into my senior year while being homeschooled okay so a, a minute so, the end yeah. of... so this isn't all at once okay but over a couple of years yeah uh petunia always was like not very hiding the fact that she did not like that Denise thought of me as the official best friend yes uh and i'm just gonna pinpoint a like one or two circumstances that ended up at a head so i don't talk the entire podcast about it and did any of it end up in the video Mm, it's the it's the the premise of the happening rather than the specifics okay gotcha so uh, the premise was the petunia was player in this particular case petunia was mad that denise found new friend me and was like, how do I get my friend back? Manipulation. And this manipulation happened over a minute. So it was just mm. like maybe two engagements. Yes. And a cutoff so we don't talk for too long. But engagement one, I got homeschooled uh, my junior year of high school. Long story. OGs who have been with me since forever. I've been on the internet for a long time. Uh, will know this story. But I got homeschooled. Maybe we'll talk about it another day. But I was very quickly alienated from my two friends uh because of the nature of homeschool and i wanted to hang out and they were like oh yeah we'll we'll pick you up after school because we could drive because we're juniors and we'll like hang out after whatever right. and there was many times where that just fell through and it didn't happen so they just left you there kind of the the primary moment was we were gonna go to waffle house <laughs> in the south don't miss that place and i was like i'm gonna wait no we're gonna pick you up we'll be there in 15 minutes Four or five hours went by. Four or five hours. And I was texting both Petunia and Denise and nobody said anything. Mm. So I was like, hmm, okay, well, whatever. And then later, I don't really hear from Denise. I hear from Petunia that Denise just was like, Petunia was like, when are we going to go pick up Crystal? Are we going to go pick her up and take her? And uh, Denise was like, no, I don't want to go all the way over there right now. She'll figure it out. Mm. supposedly verbatim the words out of her mouth were she'll figure out she'll figure it out when asked well she's waiting on you what are you gonna tell her Mm. she'll figure it out and obviously that sounds like a super fucked up person thing to say yeah but also like in hindsight do you think petunia might have been 
Maybe Petunia planted a fuck crystal seed and Denise has had that made Denise want to do that in the first place. I don't know. Or maybe she actually didn't say that. I don't know. Maybe she didn't. That's how manipulation works. (laughs) That was the whole manipulation part. And so we're all, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the next important happening. Things are Mm. weird after that. There is Denise has a boyfriend. Boyfriend is kind of shitty. Shitty boyfriend hits Denise. Oh, physically harms Denise. And I'm told about it. And I'm like, that's not okay. Right. Snapshot. Um, we have me and Denise have this relationship where when I had a boyfriend that she did not like when I was a little younger, she was vehemently adamant about fuck that person every five seconds. Even right. if nothing really happened, it was just like, fuck that guy, he's a piece of shit. Mm. Fuck the, fuck them mean to his face, real rude. So I just thought, oh, when we don't like the we boyfriend. have that kind of a relationship, when we don't like boyfriend we go hey this is not okay i was not as mean as she was to my ex but i was like hey kid uh you shouldn't be hit that's not acceptable i don't care (laughs) we're gonna go with the the lowest bar maybe not be hit yeah maybe we shouldn't be doing that yeah and not Um, that it's her fault but it's just (laughs) bar was really low (laughs) but but that's just your your entry like hey being hit is not okay yes yeah basically and that did not go over well to Mm. say less that didn't go over well, resulted in phone call and who said and passive aggressive MySpace bulletin board posts, dating myself. Uh, so um, how was that in the, in the video? That was not necessarily in the video. This is all the manipulation. I see. The, the how way it plays out in the video is they said that you said something and then the person go, and then player goes to the other person. They said you said this. Mm. And then before you know it, they're fighting. And that's what this peak was. This peak was like us fighting about something which shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> but it was an issue. But it was an issue because of all of these little moments like the Waffle House incident. Gotcha. Uh, and then mine, by the way, Petunia is on the phone with me and then hanging up and then is on the phone with like straight up Mean Girl style. Like, hold on, let me call. <laughs> I'm sick. Like straight up like instigating between like, I don't know, she's saying this and I'll stop calling. Interesting. Like, blah, 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 you said this. Well, blah, 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 you said that. And then Petunia the whole time is just kind of like taking the back seat like... Oh no. Getting my friend back. <laughs> oh, that's, what no. that, that's what that looks like. And then it ended with me crying alone on my couch uh, yes. with no friends. An so actual again, uh, that happened to me multiple times in high school. Um, <laughs> God, poor, poor teenage baby me. I yeah. love you. I love you to my poor teenage baby me. And that was to me, like, I still don't know exactly what happened, but to me, that was like the prime example of manipulation yeah, um, in action it. in my life. So I really wanted to use that as an example in the video. And the takeaway basically was like, when we don't get what we want, it's easy to find ways to make that happen. Right. Do I think that Petunia was just like... Twirling an evil mustache. Twirling an evil mustache going, oh, I'm going to ruin everything. No, but this like justification happens of like, well, if they fight, then it's not my fault. But then like there's a subconscious urge to start fights and you know what I mean? And that's in and of itself an entire, an entirely different psychological like wormhole you can go down as to why people manipulate people. Probably Petunia just saying I'll I'll not have a friend anymore. Mm -hmm. Fear. Fear. The here is, you know, this person is stealing my friend away. Mm -hmm. I am... Preserving so, myself and my well-being and my happiness. I should be the one who is the best friend. Mm-hmm. That and kind of... it, I think the best, 
we'll see through all of these, but one of the most primary takeaways is that anybody can be toxic for any reason. Yeah. Like this is not a like only bad people are toxic thing. It's very accessible and is seen Mm. a lot. I think you wanted to highlight like certain aspects in which people can be toxic. And then I wanted not only people to say, am I toxic, but I can relate to that. You're like, oh yeah, like fuck, maybe I've done that or had the inclination to want to do that. And that doesn't necessarily make you a bad person person right but to be like oh fuck that inclination is there let's figure that out was the important thing okay the third question was actually not based off on a specific happening Mm. that was more of a general like thing that i think i should touch on for the nature of the video which was toxic masculinity toxic masculinity (laughs) it was some vague like kid comes home crying you have a son and you're just Mm. like what do you do and it was like don't you cry (laughs) it's like super big over the like obvious toxic masculinity which is like men don't cry yeah well the funny Um, thing about this is is that like though this was not based on a personal story or happening to me it was something that was just like this is general and probably should be included because david specifically though he was playing asked me to include it because he felt that it was very important yes and i was like okay we'll, we'll include that uh that one got some people mad that did get some people angry and i think it speaks to exactly why I wanted to put it in the video in the first place, which is a lot of men who, uh, his identity, uh, is in these masculine toxic behaviors, um, that don't seem toxic. Mm-hmm. Right? I think transitioning from a time in which men do men things and women do women things <laughs> to what is a, a new way of thinking now, a lot of people have trouble tra- transitioning their thought processes. And that's why I think this particular question rubbed a lot of people the wrong way yeah i agree and just in general i want to take accountability for not being the perfect person nobody's perfect but that doesn't make it okay somebody left a very long snarky nasty comment as you would Uh, (laughs) like got very upset very triggered you just don't understand men don't have emotions like women have emotions so you wouldn't get it because i was the one hosting the video he assumed that it was my preference uh and so i you know i left a comment like "Mm, looks like we had a nerve maybe you should go to therapy (laughs) it was it's a good comeback but it is but i i want to acknowledge that if we're actually looking if anyone is actually looking to help and improve something poking at a wound is not going to heal the wound correct that's not the goal here so not okay dear person my bad my man uh simultaneously what but we did end up responding. David was the one who took the reins, being a lovely person, was like, okay, okay, okay. Because this actually has nothing to do with me. <laughs> it has everything no. to do with David wanting to include it. And, and he my, responded. my main goal was to have the men who understand, or people in general, because toxic masculinity can be in anyone, um, understand that these concepts that we grew up with are not healthy. Um, you know, they don't allow exactly what we've been suffering from which is meant to express themselves well and we're always shunned for feeling any kind of way and as a man you're supposed to say supposed to say uh, quote unquote for those I who don't, aren't on video uh, quote unquote i don't have these emotions or i'm strong enough to not let these emotions take over because men are more logical or whatever and that in <laughs> itself is the problem right and so um I wanted that to be in the video because I think it's a very obvious toxic trait that is in society. So what 
Okay, there's a few. We, we could make an entire podcast about that specific thing, so we will try to keep it right, to right. specific points. Um, my my first question is, you mentioned um, I've what had a, it used to... What? I've had actually had a couple of instances growing up in which specifically, you know, being a kid, kids don't understand that. You start to cry, and an older male will tell me, mm. um, hey, stop crying. Men don't cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I, even from uh, an, an older guidance uh, woman told me, hey, boys don't cry. Mm-hmm. That's um, internalized misogyny. You know, don't cry. Deal with your shit. Like, stop. And you, I'm like, what, seven, five? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what's being taught. As you're growing up. So as you grow up, you know, you're like, okay, I guess I don't cry. Well, how does that manifest in other ways? I don't know. Abuse. Like <laughs> All energy. I'm sorry. No, uh, but this is an important, I feel. All energy will be expressed whether you like it or not. Yeah, you so can't it, not express it. Emotions are energy. And you can be like, oh, I don't have that. Let me just put it away. It will manifest elsewhere, whether it's you having heart problems as, as an adult or mm. whether it's in subconscious mistreatment or rage to random things. Yeah. Uh, you don't get to pick when the energy must be expressed if you stop it when it's trying to be expressed naturally. I mean, why would you even think that some, some men sound so... Uh, what is it misogynistic like it becomes a subconscious you're allowed to have emotions and i'm not mm-hmm. it becomes bitter. a hmm? bitter it's, it becomes bitter yeah you you have it easier than i do and that's because you're not expressing yourself buddy yeah and i think they're like when that you what i was saying before was that you mentioned this old school idea of women do this and men mm-hmm. do this yes it was expressed in that comment of like women just don't do that men just don't have that understanding of of emotions and i'm like right. no i want to and then you said also the new way and i want to give name to what that new way is and the new way is that humanity is a universal experience that yes. is not defined by our chromosomes correct men have more testosterone you might be a little bit more amped and might want to climb a tree more like uh women have more estrogen we might sam have the same exact feeling at the same exact level of feeling but it might express in a physical tear or in a uh red spots on your chest or whatever Mm -hmm. but the feeling and the emotion is the same the chromosomes do not dictate the emote the human experience correct that's why you're you're starting to find out nowadays it's just like oh you'll see videos i love this women are just as horny as men (laughs) what Oh. Women like sex too. What? What? And um, I don't know. The women. The women. The women like the sex. What? You see a lot of comics talking about that too. That's like. They so want silly. what we want. Uh, but I think that division is what comes from the birth of toxic masculinity. And it starts when you're really young too. It does. It starts when you're really young. I actually wrote down here forced gender norms at young age is really weird, and it mm-hmm. reminded me. I wrote that because I saw a TikTok of like. Um, a great example of how this is forced so early. Yeah. Uh, a baby, like a newborn baby, mm-hmm. had a girl, like little shorts. Like, right? This is a newborn baby, mm-hmm. like three months old. This is male's shorts. Yes. This is what shorts look like for a three-month-old baby male, quote mm-hmm. unquote, like masculine clothing. And then they held up three-month-old baby girl pants, shorts, and they were like ass shorts. They were like little Daisy Duke ass shorts. Mm-hmm. For a, th- a three-month-old baby. Already getting into that yes. weird sexualization. Yeah, and it's also like, no, don't talk to me, ladies. My mom's the only one for me, like, on, like, a fucking 16-month-old. You uh, know what I mean? Like, uh, off the wall, like, forcing people, forcing 
cute little baby <laughs> potato humans into this like gendered you are this and you are sexualized in this way and you are this and you sexualize others in this way yeah and it's not just sexual it's also like you don't cry you do cry you're a little pissy baby because you cry and you like pink so i don't take you seriously mm. you aren't allowed to cry so if you cry because i don't take the one to cry seriously then you're, then you're less, just like them you're less of a human and your your opinion also doesn't matter that's yeah. another thing too if men cry it's like your opinion doesn't matter then mm -hmm. because you are like a girl which again is wrong it's in basically all, just all aspects saying this version of human experience is negative negative and disgusting and to be looked down upon not wanted not wanted and that's mean <laughs> well it's really mean it's mean i don't um, like it well it it shuts down that energy and where does that energy go it goes into toxic places people mm -hmm. it then starts to manifest as toxic traits um, in men and women and everyone. Um, mm -hmm. So I have a question then. Yeah. What is it to be not toxically masculine? What does it mean to be masculine for you uh, as a human? <laughs> like, what does that look like then? That's a tough question. I think um, it's not, I mean, it's just being a person, <laughs> like it, being a good person. Like mm -hmm. it, it doesn't have to be a masculine thing, but mm -hmm. being a good person and you identify as a male, that's good masculinity. There you yeah. go. There you go. I but mean, it's just not tied to just being a man though. I would probably say I am not a man. <laughs> mm -hmm. I am common. But my ideal of uh, what makes sense to my brain, some other guy said this on TikTok, so this is from another dude, um, basically using what is your default settings mm -hmm. in your hormone cycle or your physical well-being to make the world around you a better place. Yeah. So you probably have more testosterone. You when you want to climb a tree, go climb a tree to save a kitty. You know, like sure. if you have these like default setting, like, you know, you have more testosterone, so you're more aggressive. Okay, channel that energy in a helpful way. Right. You know, if I feel like that's the closest you can get to what it actually is to be one or the other in a quote unquote healthy way. It's like, just be a good human with the tools that you find yourself in, in the body that you have. Right. You know what I mean? And that'll might change depending on the body or depending on if you want to transition or mm. something, but whatever tools you have in your body, use that to make the world a better place. And that is you being a good man or a good woman or a good non-binary baby, beautiful, beautiful, of beautiful, lovely, a beautiful angel baby. I think the last point of that is to fully become the best version of your identification as possible. Sure. Uh, we, and I, you're going to see this in almost every single fucking podcast, but it goes back to just trying your best to be your best self mm. and being self-aware. And I, I have to recommend the book, Letting Go. It's very, very good. No, it's, it's a great book. It has a yellow cover. Don't remember the author right now. But it helps you guide through the untangling of the web that happens when you don't allow yourself to live the human experience right. what to do with that energy and how to untangle it and transmute it to be more helpful to you so that you can actually be like a, a non-toxic man Wait, or a non-toxic um, woman or whatever yeah and i want to i do want to just add a little bit to that and i think having the human experience be a thing is be the forefront is very important because a lot of what we deem to be toxic masculinity 
is going against what the human experience is. Denying it. Denying it. You don't have emotions. You can't enjoy things um, that men don't enjoy. And I think toxic masculinity hurts men more than men realize. Than anybody else, really? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it's going to echo and it's going to hurt everyone around you. Mm -hmm. But... uh, I don't think that men who are having these traits understand just how much it negatively affects them as well. It's stopping you from having this human experience and it's something that humans should have. I mean, it's your right to have it. Yeah. So, So, yeah, I agree. Uh, the next little story, uh, in the, or question in the rigid, the toxic people video was, um, what was the trait? Gossip. 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 And that was portrayed in a story about, um, for those who haven't seen it or need a refresher, player over here is coworker, talk about how they had a DUI and they don't want to drink anymore. That's right. And they almost hurt somebody really bad. And this was also a personal story from you. This is a personal story from me, yeah. And in the, in the question, uh, player, the person's getting put up for a promotion above player, that mm-hmm. same person. Player, what do you do to make it so that you get the promotion instead? And the answer was gossip. So you gossip about the fact that they lied on their interview about being a convicted felon. Just so that people would look at them more negatively. And then... And then you would yeah. be praised and get the position. Yeah. So how much of that was from your personal life? Um, once again, it's more scenario, less specifics. I was not at a job and nobody talked shit about me. But um, I did... Well, that's not true. You weren't at a job, but people did talk yes. about you. Yes, I mean, at a job. Like, I, nobody was trying to get a raise or a promotion out of me. Right. Uh, but I was the, in the situation, I was the person who shared a personal story and then got fucked over for it by somebody who wanted A to, position over you. Yeah, basically. Or a position that you, they were heading you to have. Yes. So the story behind that basically was Spark Notes. Mm. On our channel, there's a video called I Partied Every Day for Six Months. And that's not an exaggeration. That's true life facts with Crystal. I did party every day for six Six months. months. That's a lot of partying, girl. Yes, it is. I partied myself out real fast. Uh, (laughs) But that spoke to uh, something you were going through at the time. Yeah, I was uh, very sad and very depressed. Peak alcoholism. Um, I come from a genetic line, I'll say, of alcoholism and Mm -hmm. substance abuse. And uh, I was very sad. And it... Really took a big toll on my life there. I decided to take a step back and stop it at some point. Uh, I just literally cold turkeyed it. I realized one day, like, I came home, was sad. Ugh, I need a drink. And I was like, oh, my God, no, I will not be this person. And so I didn't. And I stopped. Now, but, we recognize that that's not easy for those yeah. who are struggling with alcoholism or drinking. No, I'm just a stubborn bitch. And you were just refused. I refused like from the um, core of my being. But even that, it's like, <laughs> you know, I know it's difficult. Yeah. That's just Crystal's experience. That's my personal experience. My stubbornness outplayed my physical desire and sadness. I am just that fucking stubborn. <laughs> um, I will not be like them. So. I won't. So uh, then I moved on, started to heal. Stay back to church. Because I, for those who don't know, deconstructed from evangelical Christianity mid-20s. And so at this period of time in my life, I was like 18, uh, 18, yes, um, went to church and tried to go what was familiar to me, which was that. And this person at church 
it was cool. Right. So they bef- they befriended you. They were, we're gonna call her what? Brienne. Brienne. I met Brienne. Brienne was cool. Befriended me. We're like like close, but it was like you don't get close until you hang out, and we were so hanging out stuff. and share stuff, and yeah. so she shared some stuff, and then I shared that. And I was like, yeah, I used to be an alcoholic, and this, and blah blah blah. And blah, blah, blah. It was a nice moment. Or so I thought. Or so you thought. Foreshadowing. <laughs> or so I thought. Um, spark notes. Um, Brienne was in the choir and I was in the choir. And Brienne did not like that I also was as good as she was. Um, <laughs> and so in order to stop you from singing where she wanted to sing. She started telling everybody that your story. I was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And it was highlighted uh, by this one tiny moment that I'll also mention where we went to like a Mexican restaurant or something for somebody's birthday that was like stupidly fucking expensive. Right. So and you... nobody told anybody. If you <laughs> do that, I hate you. In the position where, oh, let's all pay. That's and it's all, just we'll like just super split expensive. The bill. <laughs> and then the bill's $500 and I got like soup. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you for that. Um, that's, that's another gripe. <laughs> totally unrelated. But at that moment, yeah. me. Brianna and another person did not have money. So like, let's split an ice cream, right? And we split an ice cream, but it's a fancy schmancy a Mexican restaurant. So the ice cream is tequila ice cream. Nice. Never had it that. Was it was good. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. But at that point in my journey, I was not like a triggered alcoholic. I could have small tastes and be okay. Like I truly had cleared myself of it 100%. Right. Um, and like a, a dabble of ice cream. Was not gonna. With, yeah, it's fine. Like I'm okay. And so they brought it out, took the tequila and poured it on top. And Brienne made this nasty fucking face. Like, judgment. no, like judgment. And Immediate she was judgment. like, you ruined it. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, that's how the ice cream comes. And they were just like, mm. okay. And then before I knew it, she was telling everybody that I was an alcoholic. And I stopped getting like put in positions of, for singing. And I got really belittled, especially when I started talking to David again. So... She also had a... Brienne's a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> Brienne lets bad uh, characteristics manifest. Um, yeah, we'll go with that. Okay, I, I have to... <laughs> Listen, I try my best. I try my best here. I do. But Brienne is the kind of human that, to me, is like human sandpaper. Sure. Like, it is... You just don't vibe. No, but it's not just that we don't vibe. No, I, I know. I'm trying to make it nice. <laughs> I know that I cannot control anybody outside of myself. So I have opted to just hopefully never see this person ever again and know that Brienne is on her own journey. And I really, from for, for the world, I hope that she gets better. But you also hope that you never see her again. I hope I never see her a fucking again in yeah, my yeah. life. There is a multitude of really fucked up things like that, that this person. woman <laughs> has done and said. <laughs> All right, um, so, and that's why I made it into the video, yeah? Yeah. Okay, Crystal, reel it in. Reel it in. So that made it into the video. Um, send her love. Send her love. <laughs> Fuck. And that is <laughs> gossip. That was gossip. So the main takeaway I wanted from that story in that moment was that, like, gossip is so easy. It goes from, like, sharing, oh, fuck, did you know this very important thing that affects everybody? Right. To, oh, so, like, let's all change our view of somebody because of something that I have an opinion on. So it's like a form of manipulation in a way. In a way, sure. I think gossip is the... 
it's so easy to do because who does not love some tea? I mean, everyone loves tea. You know what tea. I mean? Like everybody and there's loves tea some shops. tea. There's okay. tea shops. There's tea studios. Like, Just saying. Now, the question is, it's like, oh, this happened. It, you have to ask yourself, I think, am I participating in gossip? That's a harmful and toxic thing to do. Right. Versus am I being informed of something that happened? Like, does the person that this happened to, is this harming them in any way? Right. Or are they harming other people? You know, it's like, oh, did you hear that? somebody's hurting somebody else. No, fuck. Thank you for telling me that somebody's hurting somebody right. else. I need to know that. Did you know that? There's a fine line yeah. in, in gossip. I think Versus that's why. like, here's a private story about somebody that, that hurts the person that it's about. And you have no business and knowing. And you have no business knowing that. But here it is. Yeah. Isn't that titillating? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think because it's so easy, I wanted to put it in there. Because again, the whole point of this video is like, anybody can be toxic at any time right it is not i am toxic i want to talk so much shit about brianne but we won't <laughs> no we won't <laughs> so what was the next one i'm sorry <laughs> i made myself laugh but that's the point that's what i'm trying to make is that anybody can gossip and i think to to make sure that you're not ask yourself who is this hurting yeah and is this help? Is this helpful or is this hurtful? Is this helpful in knowing it and sharing it, or is this hurtful? And now, don't be like playing yourself. Like, no, it's really helpful. Everybody needs to know that Crystal was an alcoholic and that she shouldn't sing music anymore on the stage, um, because this is a Christian church and we don't drink here. Fuck all what Jesus did for his first miracle, I guess. But it's okay. We're not, <laughs> we're not secretly going into passive aggressive gossip now and either. And did that on purpose. I know. I know. I did it on purpose. For those of you who are not on the video podcast, I just shared a lovely smile with the camera. But no, seriously, that was a great example of like, I'm being sneakily gossiping about something. Right. Um, it's very, it is that easy. It is. And I think the most important thing to do is maybe think before you open your mouth when it comes to somebody else. Yeah, well, that's hard for me. When it comes to somebody else? Yeah, that's hard for me. <laughs> No. Um, usually when it comes to myself, mm -hmm. it's hard for me. That's one thing. But if it comes to other people or hearing about something, I think one of the best things I've ever heard some from somebody uh, talking about that was there was a, I don't need to know the whole situation, but a happening that uh, a person was not a part of, but was a part of the friend group. And it was such a pivotal reason as to why many things happened in the friend group. Mm. And one person did not know about it at all. But I was like, did you know about vague happening in very vague terms mm, no but if it's not yours to tell then don't tell it and i wasn't not going to but it was just like were you told about that or no like how much information can i share about this i was not told about that and if it's not yours then don't tell it excellent excellent, excellent. execution of avoiding gossip and hurting other people with knowledge that's true good job that person good job you <laughs> Uh, and I think that's where we can leave that. That's a really great, great example of how to avoid that. Sure. Uh, the next and the last story. Let me check how much time we got. We're doing great. The next and last story. Oh, no, 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 no. I had one more point about gossip. Oh. I lied to you. I, not, not the next one. Putting oneself above others to get ahead or lacking of empathy. Mm. So, um, somebody who might be defaulted to doing gossip, 
is thinking about it in a like i'm better than this person you might not there is that form of gossip that's true there might not be in the forefront but specifically in the case of brienne um brianna is that what we called her brianne Brianna? i don't think it matters (laughs) whatever that person it was i'm better than this person because i don't drink you know and that was Mm. a like "Mm, i'm better than you and a lot of things people do that it's like i'm not like this slutty celebrity i am you know i have more chastity uh, or morals yes i'm not like you know bigoted person on the other side of the political spectrum i have blah 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 so let's talk shit about this thing again you have to ask are they being harmful by all means let's talk about it let's make sure everybody's aware but if it's just like personal like and they look really ugly in that suit like okay now you're just pretending it's a superiority thing like what about the really kind and lovely people who have the same body type well you you start to see the mirror because they think that they're better than you and that's why that conflict is even happening so by saying and they have this and they have that and i would never well now you're doing just like them yes that's when the mirror starts coming up Mm -hmm. and that just gets you nowhere real fast yep and it's hurt. It just that does everybody just hurt. It just hurts everybody involved. It hurts you because you are just creating this vacuum for yourself into perpetual like negativity. Yeah. Uh, and then you are hurting others. The person who's involved, you're making them feel like shit just for trying their best. I know it doesn't seem like it, but a lot of people are just trying their best. Most you, everybody is just trying their best. You don't want to become what you hate. Yeah. Also, you don't yeah. want to become that. And it's very easy to, because it feels justified too. Yeah, gossip tends to feel very justified. Yeah. And that's what I have to say about that. I just had another thought, but I, I won't. It was about venting. Uh, venting is I was gonna different say, from gossip, though. It can become gossip very easily. It can be if you vent to everyone. <laughs> I mean, gossip to everyone, but still, like like the game of telephone tell one person who can't keep a secret and then you vented to the wrong person and then it's gossip sure um but simultaneously i was gonna say if that does happen if something is ear warming you and you just want to get it out i think that book letting go it talks about how to deal with that without talking because dwelling on and thinking about the same thing over and over and over again makes you relive it actually makes you relive it and it, it suppresses it so you're actually just living with that emotion longer venting actually isn't getting it out it is perpetuating the reason for why you feel that way as you live through the thought process over and over and over again because your brain can't differentiate between a thought and reality uh and so your body reacts that way so the best thing the best tip i got for that to avoid gossip and to avoid mm. accidentally gossip during venting is sit with yourself quietly in a room close the door and identify the emotion, not the thought that caused the emotion or the happening that caused the emotion, the emotion. What is it? How does it feel in your body? Try to give it a color. Try to give it a shape. Where is it in your body? Yeah. And try to really give it a, um, a visual. And if you have amphantasia, ask yourself, what would this look like? And just first thought that comes to your head. Sure. Like where on my body would it be? My knee. Like you can just decide and sit with it. Feel it for five minutes. Mm-hmm. five whole minutes no and you find yourself thinking about the scenario turn it off and remember that visual or remember that we're location. just thinking about the feeling the feeling not, not the cause not the cause of the story behind it and it will fade and then when you're done five minutes is up imagine taking it out of your body and putting it on the floor and being like i let this go 
we're done with this now. Will it come back? Sure. But that's going to be a lot more conducive to your body's physiology and healing and not thought spiraling. Than venting is. Than venting. Because venting is going to accidentally turn into gossip, hurt people's feelings. and Sometimes venting feels good. I'm does. with you. But I know it's not healthy. I think the last tip was somebody said, vent for five minutes, be done, and then mm-hmm. do that for five minutes. Like be mad and vent and rent and rave for, five, for minutes, five minutes. But vent good. And then stop. And then go do the thing I just said. Yeah. Uh, and let it let it go. Journaling also works. Journaling works as well. Yeah. And if you don't want to journal because people would look into your stuff, make a fake language like I did in high school. That's extensive. If you're extra as hell <laughs> it's and you want to make a whole language, do that. And then you can write whatever you want. No one knows. Yeah. It worked real good. Okay. Last, <laughs> last thing. Uh, the last question of the video, of the toxic video, was, oh, yeah. Okay. The answer to this one was emotional blackmail. Emotional blackmail. Okay, so... This was the one where the question was like, player is a parent, parent's kid has grown up. A lot of that's... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and parent's kid is like, I don't want... To have the a, bitch's emporium. We made a joke that player runs a very like toxic store. Something the, yes. bitch, the bitch emporium. Something I, that <laughs> is, again, from the changing of... Just like toxic masculinity was from that changing of time so the older parent the older generation has this store called the bitches emporium and obviously we don't refer to women as, as bitches. bitches but this person does yeah and so that this the grown child goes to player as a parent and goes i don't want to run the bitch emporium i I, even... I respect women and i mm. think we shouldn't call women bitches and i want to be a musician and what's, so, and so, what's the toxic thing to do as the parent? Like you're heartbroken and you feel alone and betrayed and backstabbed. And like, I, I believe do? I say I know this one personally. Yeah. All you have to do is uh, emotionally blackmail someone. Yeah, and you, you oh, I'm just gonna die alone. Die and alone. You can just, I'll never speak to you again. You can just hate me forever, and I've just only given you love. But you can just basically, you're killing me dead. You're killing me dead, me. as opposed um, to not dead killing. But yes, yes, and um, I think. I've had a lot of experience with this, but Me too. you start, you know, you care about the person. This person has, uh, usually is this person has some sort of authority, authority, some sort of heightened position in your eyes mm-hmm. and they have a level of respect from you. Mm-hmm. That's could, why they care about, you care about their opinion so much. And that could be a parent. In many cases, it's a parent, but it also could be in a relationship because we put yeah. our relationships um, on a pretty high pedestal. It could so be emotional f- blackmail. Friendship. Friendship. Yeah. Emotional blackmail, anybody that you give authority and respect to. Bosses. Bosses. Uh, but I think in my personal experience, with David's personal experience, it's been intergenerational family stuff. Right. Um, and that's what I really wanted to drive home here was like, one, as the person who is having that done to you, you are not a bad person for being true to yourself and for stopping generational trauma with you Mm -hmm. um, by separating yourself from something that is harmful and hurtful to your well-being and the well-being of your future family or friends or the world around you or whatever. You're not bad for separating yourself from that. Mm -hmm. And it is the person who holds the authority's uh responsibility Mm -hmm. to seek reparation and um take accountability to not make what is already hard which is breaking a family cycle or breaking a friendship cycle or a social standard 
to feel even worse about what is already very difficult. Because going against yeah. the grain of your social circle is very, very hard. And that's why I think improving as a person uh, in general, continually, no matter what age you are, is so important yeah. because the blackmail comes from the lack that the person in authority has when they're given a position of power that unfortunately leaks into the person they have power over. Mm-hmm. And that they subconsciously know that. Mm-hmm. And so they use this form of control, which is emotional blackmail, because mm-hmm. they don't know how to... Re- they can't fathom relinquishing that control, mm-hmm. and they want what they want really badly. They also have this... It's, it's often birthed from a traumatic event in their own life. Right. So a lot of people stop emotionally maturing at the age of a trauma. So if something happens that's extremely traumatic, not in every situation, but in many cases... And a traumatic situation will kind of halt the emotional maturing process in a person. Um, so if there's many of our parents, like I'm, I'm putting it in parents because like this is the one that makes sense. And right. also us growing up, so our social circles, friends and relationships as well. We just kind of, something happens and, you know, the boomers grew up with lead in their water, my man. Yeah. <laughs> like... And I also think that they're the generation that got raised on um, let the let the baby cry it out, which is actually what starts narcissism. That's a whole other video, but no, yeah, it starts as a baby baby being forced to cry it out because they're they are informed at a fundamental core potato level that their needs aren't going to be met from anybody but themselves. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of people who have a lot of trauma that stopped and halted their emotional maturity capabilities mm-hmm. from a from vast amount of very sad and fucked up things that should have never happened to anybody uh but, but when that's not dealt with it's not dealt with it's not addressed here it's comes not, the manifestation of these negative traits these negative traits and emotional blackmail it has like i said earlier all energy must be expressed and it will be expressed one way or the other if this was never dealt with it is now being inflicted upon your kids or your friend or your relationship so it's it's the natural cycle. Like, should that have happened to you? No. No, absolutely not. Of course not. not. That should have never happened. But is it the person's responsibility to force themselves to be around it? No. no. It's your responsibility to take care of yourself. So if the default of like, I just don't want them to leave. I just don't want something bad to happen. I want what I want. And I don't know how else to express that. So let me make them feel bad. Mm. No. 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 Like. Especially when they, you have their respect. Act, in, all, act yeah. in a way that that dictates that yeah you have a responsibility and with great responsibility comes great power comes great responsibility. with great power comes great responsibility get yeah. get the quote right yeah, yeah, yeah um and for some reason for some people that's harder than others i mean yeah. me personally as much as it's been frustrating to deal with um <laughs> i have a like i don't know something in me just clicks something mm. whenever like the guilt happens oh I'm going to do it the most now. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't actually feel yeah. bad about it. Something in me just turns off and I get very like angry and I'm like, see, I wasn't going to do it before you said that, but now I'm going to do it the most It's and the, feel no remorse for it's it. It's the rebellion in you. I don't know. Like, don't manipulate me with pain. Like, don't take your trauma and try to manipulate me with it. Now you're alone in your trauma. Now what? Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's just me. I know it's not that easy for everybody, particularly when it is something like a friendship that you've had for a really long time. Or if you're a people or a pleaser. Or you're a people pleaser. or Because you, of your upbringing. Your whole system yeah. of upbringing, not just one or two people, your whole system is dependent on this 
cycle of mm-hmm. this. It's so hard to leave and it's or not maybe, that easy for everybody. Maybe it's even cultural, which mm-hmm. I won't get into, but, um, well, you know. Yeah. What? I was like, you would know. But I, I, yeah, that. I would know. Um, being as a, you know, somewhat in our culture, you have these positions. No, I'm not really well, going to get into it, but you have these positions that what you. What culture is that? Uh, for those who don't know who you are. I am, I'm Puerto Rican. And Taino. Uh, and Taino. And uh, you're Hispanic. Um, in, in many minority cultures, though, it's kind of this uh, understanding that the parent is almost God level. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and there's a lot of stereotypes that the newer generations are breaking now. And that is that no matter what, your parents always right. No matter what, uh, because that's your only mom, that's your only dad, that's your only brother, that's your only any whatever. any family member, Uncle, whatever right. it is, um, and that lets things kind of they have the power over you. So it could be in culture as well. Um, and to break culture is like and to break culture is a very big fucking deal. Yeah, I mean, you have all the kinds of stereotypes that come with that, or you, you think you're you're not Hispanic, you think you're not X Y Z, whatever it is that is fear inducing, guilt inducing your not being the way you're supposed to be mm-hmm. um and that's very hard to break mm-hmm. it's a very difficult thing i think of all of them the emotional blackmail is probably the hardest thing to untangle sure. because all one can do who is having it done to them is separate themselves from the situation but typically if it's being done it's in a very deeply entwined situation yeah and that person already has some sort of authority, uh, authority but a level of reverence to you. Yeah. So they already are within your boundaries. And the si- the other side of that is, again, the whole point of this video is everybody can do this. Everybody can do this mm-hmm. and without meaning to. It's like when we find ourselves guilting somebody um, to have them behave in a way that we desire, Yeah. Uh, we need to have that drawn attention to. So before it gets to the point that you're a parent of a 20-year-old who wants to not own a bitch's store, um, <laughs> stop it now. You know, like, yeah. oh, shit. Well, let me make sure that I'm worrying about myself. Why do I want this person? Mm. Why do I want this person to behave in a certain way? Why am I trying to control mm. this person? And at the end of the day, it has to. Re- you have to accept that everybody's on their own journey. Yeah. And if that person goes and does that, that is that person's journey. Yeah. And if that's what they need, then that's what they need. And so to cling and control, uh, guilting and emotional blackmail is just Mm -hmm. attempt at control out of fear of not being wanted or loved yourself. And you have to have that empathy Mm -hmm. because you understand yourself. You're trying to make this right journey, this right choice for yourself. You need to have a balance. You, it's not villainize the people who are doing it because no. they are on their own journey and they have their own reason for doing them. So before mm-hmm. you throw that person of authority, your parent, the teacher, the whoever you admire under the bus for doing such things to you, understand that they are themselves are going through something mm-hmm. that they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's not your job to fix it for them. No. But at least understand where they're coming from mm-hmm. and why it's done. It's not Most of the time, it's unaware. Yeah. I mean, which sounds crazy. Like, how how do you what do you mean they don't know what they're doing? And some capacity, everybody knows what they're doing. Sure. But it goes back to that unwillingness to admit it to oneself. That mm. shadow thing that I talked about before. Yeah. It's like you it can don't, go deep. It can go really deep. And there's an acknowledgement of the humanity of a person of like, well, this really bad thing happened to them. Of course they're like that. It's like cool. I accept and and I'm so like 
sad that that happened Mm -hmm. to them but their improvement is not my responsibility exactly my improvement is my responsibility and if that means that i need to separate myself to improve myself Mm -hmm. then that's okay and if somebody spirals and just you know foaming at the mouth about it then okay <laughs> like that's, and that's not for you and to again worry about. that's why it's so important to continue f- always improving yourself mm-hmm. because if you're improving yourself it echoes right just like if you're toxic it echoes in other areas of your life mm-hmm. and other people well if you're fixing yourselves and they're fixing themselves then that issue won't actually arise right mm-hmm. so and if something does happen it's like oh i know that i'm like this and i realized that i did this I did that. I did this very specific thing and that's not okay and you don't deserve that so I will try to be better. Communication is a lot easier if you're you're trying to improve. Because nobody's going to be perfect. Nobody's just going to fix it out of nowhere especially things that have been so ingrained from a fundamental psychological level so young but that's why it's like you're in charge of yourself. Right. And I think think that's it. Yeah, That's everything? On this video. On that one. uh, All of those. (laughs) Believe it or not some of those even have more stories but we're not trying to get everybody who knows us on a personal level somehow mad at us no no i think i think this covered what we wanted to cover yeah if you want more updates on the on future podcasts be sure to follow us on twitter at on the chair pod or if you want updates about our lives in general including some podcast stuff maybe sometimes you can follow us anywhere at the doodles that's at the d-o-o-t-l-e-z at the d-o-o-t-l-e-z uh, we upload this podcast once a month. Uh, the next episode should actually already be out because we're backlogging a few episodes before we launch. So be premiere. sure to go check those out. Be sure to check those out. And uh, you can listen to the podcast when we upload it once a month in tandem with our YouTube videos uh, on any podcasting service that you prefer because we're just that good. Okay. Uh, we'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye.